When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, I wanted to have a little bit of a different show because I think that this is something that will not be discussed at length in other places because Isaac has been a practice squad player for three years now. But you guys know the brand. You guys know Primetime. You guys know me. Isaac is my guy, and I need to talk about this because those were big news for him. Those were big news for somebody that has become somewhat of a fan favorite because he really has. Like, let's start with the fact that international fans love him, particularly Mexico's fans. And by the way, speaking of Mexico, if you see me kind of like turn around to my right throughout the length of this show, it's because I'm rooting for my country in the World Baseball Classic, because they're about to beat Japan, fingers crossed, and they would eventually beat the United States in the championship game, of course. <laughs> I'm not trying to jinx them. I'm just rooting for them, I promise. Uh, anyways, back to back to Isaac here a little bit. Uh, surprising news, Todd Arker from ESPN reported it first. He said that the Cowboys are shifting Isaac who has become, as I was saying, a fan favorite, not only with Mexico's fans and international fans, but even with American fans after HBO Hard Knocks released. I think that that show really put his charisma on display and his athleticism and size and a couple of strong preseason games here and there just skyrocketed his stock among fans. So I, I think you can call him a, a pet cat, a fan favorite at this point. And I wanted to talk about it tonight on the show. I wanted to touch on it because uh, big news. Todd Arker from ESPN reported that he's being shifted to defensive line. I can say that a source confirmed that to ADC Sports. And now we're getting ready for an interesting year for the Mexican player. And here's where it gets interesting. Isaac has the size, probably, to be that nose tackle. Like if you're talking strictly size, you're not talking about anything else right now. He's six foot seven. He's 320 pounds according to the Dallas Cowboys roster. It's a it's a risky move. Uh, let me say that at first. And hey, actually, let me let me get everyone involved here in the chat. Let me know in the chat, thumbs up or thumbs down for the move. Do you like or dislike 
Isaac being moved to the defense. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me know in the chat and let me see some of your comments here on the show before I actually get into my take about this whole thing. Katharina, hello. What's up, Aline, Tom, Peter Rizzo, also around here. Amanda Luna, uh, Inez Gomez over on Facebook. By the way, do me a favor. If you're watching the show and you enjoy the content, give this show a like because every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. There's about 80 people right now watching between Facebook and YouTube, and we are at five likes. That that cannot be it. We, we need to get that number up. Do me that favor. If you like the show, hit the like button for me, and let's get this show going. Uh, Mark Aaron says, wow, I didn't know that Isaac was that tall. He is a beast. That's the reason. And he's very athletic, too. Like, make no mistake about it. Isaac not only is tall, he, he, he's got the athleticism as well. Let's see here. I am indifference is all in. Native Texan says, I don't know how it will work out. I'm not sure. Indifferent for Mark Aaron. Have to see it. He's got a love with the thumbs down. Uh, the same for Holly with the thumbs down. Jamir, though, with the thumbs up. Eric Montoya says, I'm good with it. Why not? Has he ever played on defense, says Gilbert? I reached out to a couple of people who know him better than me. And I reached out to a couple of former teammates from him. Isaac has not played defensive line, or at least he didn't play it in high school or in college. And I believe that Isaac actually got a late start in football. So I'm guessing not. Like high school, college, which is obviously the most important levels of football that he played before the NFL, he didn't play defensive line. Now, for those of you that maybe forgot about this bit of context, the Cowboys already tried out Isaac on defense. Mike McCarthy talked about it after the season. Carlos Nava from ESPN asked him about it. And Coach McCarthy said that they had tried McCarthy. They had tried Alarcon, excuse me, over at defensive tackle with the scout team. And the coaches were impressed with Isaac. And that's why... Maybe now they're making that shift. Here's where I stand. The notification hit my phone and I was like, oof, that's probably not good news for Isaac. Like that was my initial reaction. You know, you're three years into your development, three years into working with Duke Manyweather, and now they're shifting your positions. I, I didn't love that at first. But if you are at a point in which you are still in love with Isaac and more specifically Isaac's physical traits, his size, his speed, his athleticism. And you're at a point in which you're going, there's not going to be a place for him with this offensive line. I kind of like wanting to try it out at defensive tackle because you also have a very underrated need at the position. Let's take a quick look at the Cowboys' defensive line room. And I'm going to skip over the defensive ends here. You've got Quinton Vohana, who is maybe the closest that you are at in terms of a nose tackle, at least until you re-sign Jonathan Hankins. The Cowboys have not done that. Neville Gallimore, who was a playoff healthy scratch. And you've got Oza Odigisua. Sure, Shanti Goldston can be a little bit of a position flex. He can play defensive tackle. He can play defensive end. 
But at the end of the day, he's not a defensive tackle. I'm nervous about this baseball game, man. Looking at it from the corner of my eye, I'm nervous as heck. <laughs> but the Cowboys have a need there, clearly. And I think that Isaac has the body of a nose tackle, right? And my reaction was like, oh, yeah, they're getting ready to move on from him. But then I kind of thought about then why did they even re-sign him? Because this is a different year for Isaac. He no longer, this is key, this is key to understand he no longer is an international player for the Cowboys. He no longer has that exemption. So the Cowboys, if they keep him on the roster, he's counting toward that 90-man limit, which was not the case in his first few years in the international player pathway. That was the special thing about being in the program. Teams keep those players as an extra guy. So you have a 90-man offseason roster. Let's go. What a catch in the left field. Let's go. Let's go, Randy. Randy Arosarena, let's go. What a catch. Sorry. Back to the program. <laughs> this is my country in the world, Baseball Classic, man. I got I to gotta be looking at it from the corner of my eye. Randy has had such a tournament, man, so far. But anyway, <laughs> let me chill a little bit here. <laughs> I apologize for that. If you're not Basil fans and you're not also watching the game, I apologize. But back to it. Teams can keep these international players as extra guys on their team. So you got your 90-man roster plus one international player. This is the case for every team that has somebody from the international player pathway. Same with the practice squad. You've got 16 guys plus the international player. There are, there are some restrictions to it. Isaac, for example, couldn't be elevated last year because of that to the game day roster, etc. But now... The Cowboys are in a position in which if they want to keep Isaac, then he's got to count towards the limit. And they already signed him to a reserve slash futures deal, which now means that he's in the 90-man roster. And it means that they, they don't have to be getting ready to for, for him to be released because in the first place, they could have just not re-signed him, but they did. So I struggled to go up to go all the way to the conclusion of, oh, they don't like him anymore, and they're going to try him out a defensive line before releasing him. I cannot look at it that way because we know that the Cowboys like him enough to have given him another deal for this year. I'm thinking that it is very possible that the Cowboys legitimately like what Isaac brings to the table from athleticism point of view and from a, you know, just physical traits point of view. And I'm all I'm saying is that I, I heard there was some op optimism regarding the whole situation. So this is not like Isaac is bombed out about the position change or anything like that. I think that there is some optimism going around the, the room in there. Let's see here. Uh, let's see some of your comments here. Toxic Tom is, is bullying me right now. He says, Mo, it's okay, man. We know you're hurting inside. At least it's your birthday, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Mitesh says, Mo, your guy has a chance. Yep. Joe says, I'm rooting for Mexico. I have a lot of friends that are Mexicans. Shout out to Joe, who's watching from Italy. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, we're still the favorites, is JT. All in. I would argue that offensive line is in worse shape than interior defensive line. Yeah, and, the, and this is 
like this is likely the case that the Cowboys not only think that they have a needed defensive tackle, but also like they know that maybe Isaac is not taking that necessary step to to play in their team at offensive line. So we'll see what happens. I'm very interested in, in learning the whole context about this. But it does sound like it makes more logic to me than, than the other way around. That they can't always like what they really saw from him in practice. Like, I'm just saying, you let me know. You let me know in the chat what makes the most sense to you. Scenario A, they don't like Isaac. They're going to give him one more shot at defensive line just to see what happens. And they signed him to a deal because of that when they didn't have to anymore. Or scenario B, they liked him and that's why they gave him a new deal in the first place. That part of, of, of having him signed to a new deal for 2023 is the one that keeps me optimistic about the whole situation. Let me know in the chat. What do you think about that? Uh, Alex Gomez also says happy birthday, Mo. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. I appreciate it. For those of you who are new to the show, I, I just don't want people thinking that this is my birthday every single day. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a inside joke now. Hey, thank you to Mark Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. Since I like the fresh haircut, Mo. Of course that uh, of course that I was mid haircut when the Dalton Schultz news dropped, and we'll get into that in a few moments here on the show. Uh, but I wanted to say, and I will save this for tomorrow night, so we can go all in on it. And and people are voting for scenario B. Katharina goes with scenario B. Uh, Mark goes with scenario B. Also, Mark goes with scenario B over here in the chat. We've got two Marks over at Facebook. Shout out to you guys. Um, Mo, imagine him being a run stuffer, says Bruce. Now, let me say this. If he's going to play nose tackle, right? And he's 320 and six foot seven. Like, if there is one position that you don't need to be, and I don't want to sound disrespectful to defensive linemen, because, of course, I don't mean it this way, but I'm saying the following. The transition to offensive linemen to defensive end is probably much more harder than it is to nose tackle. Like, even between a three-tack technique and a one-technique slash nose tackle, it's probably an easier transition to being the nose guy because you're moving people, right? You're not, you're not going to go, oh, yeah, let me, let me ghost rush the passer. Let me do, use the shot block here. The, the, you know, you're not doing all of that probably, or you're doing a lot less of it. I don't want to sound disrespectful to the defensive lineman, man. I don't, wanna, I don't want this to turn into one of those things that, you know, Oh yeah, these guys disrespect defensive tackles or anything because they're they're a they're very smart. They're processing a lot of stuff, uh, depending on if they have one gap, two gap, etc. So hey, I'm saying that I'm more intrigued. I think that there is there is more to it than it first meets the eye when it comes to the positions position change for Isaac Alarcon. And I know. This sounds like a small move, et cetera, and it might be, but it would have been unfair to not talk about it on tonight's episode of ADC Sports Dallas Primetime when I pride myself. I take pride about being on this 
Isaac story from day zero. Like from day zero, we were on the Isaac Alarcon story. Um, at the time, I was with InsideTheStar.com, had a column, bilingual column about Isaac joining the Cowboys and the whole backstory behind it. I've had two interviews with Isaac. That's my guy, man. I had to talk about it. I had to talk about it. Uh, probably and hopefully we'll get more information in the whole thing later in the week or maybe later in the month, etc. Anyways, uh, tomorrow we will have a full defensive position rankings. All I'm saying is that, spoiler alert, defensive tackle is the worst position for the Cowboys defensively, in my opinion. But tune in tomorrow night so we can talk about what position is number one, what position is number two, etc. Before we get out of here, though, we need to talk about some more news because Dalton Schultz has a new team, guys. Dalton Schultz is now a Houston Texan. He signed a one-year deal worth up to $9 million. So my question from me to you in the chat is, was that too much or too low? Too high or too low? Let me know in the chat what do you think before I give you my answer. And while you tell me uh, yours, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because they make this show possible. And as always, we need to talk about their family-owned business for over 65 years. You can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas, or you can see their website over at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as features of every car and the pictures of the inside and outside of each one of their vehicles. And as we do around this time, every single night, it is time to talk about the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. And in this case, it is the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S Carbon Edition All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $30,790. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, a game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, and hear me out, heated leather power memory foam sitting and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city that goes up to 33 when you are in the highway so make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net as always the ride of the week making prime time possible dalton schultz signed a one year deal worth up to nine million dollars too high or too low let me know in the chat let's see here Mo, pick one. Mexico wins the World Basel Classic or Isaac makes a team. I will plead the fifth. Uh, probably five or six is Holly. It's too funny, Mauricio. Cam says Dak is our serious problem. Oh, come on. Mark Andrew goes with just right. Katharina says too high, I think. Oh, Gregory says a little too high, but about right. Oh, all right. All right. Eltina says surprised that he settled for nine. As low as a tight end market is Bruce in this tight end market, <laughs> in this economy, <laughs> Toxic Tom really said, in this economy, it's about right for one year. He's back with Noah Brown, says Mark Aaron. Yeah, the Texans want to be the Cowboys so bad, right? Inez goes with too high. 
Tommy915 goes with too low. I don't know, too high, excuse me. I'm going to go with, I thought it was low. Like I thought, I thought that Dalton Schultz was going to end up signing for 10 million. Not going to lie. He's only going to make nine if they go to the Super Bowl, says Holly. Oh, whew, that's tough. Is that actually how the contract works? Because I got to tell you, didn't get a chance to see the contract details, but I trust Holly here. He's only going to make $9 million if they make the Super Bowl. That's some crazy stuff. Uh, listen, the Cowboys were kind of redeemed, right? With their bet, it seems to me at least. Uh, no, Holly says that, that, that that's, not, that's not accurate. So I don't know what the incentives are. Let's see later if we get them. Uh, maybe tomorrow we get those details. But hey, I think that that news, th those news kind of redeemed the Cowboys a little bit for wanting to, to not offer Dalton Schultz a deal just because he, I think that Dalton Schultz bet on himself, wanted to play on that tag instead of taking that three-year deal that was reported on last year. And now he's betting on himself again because maybe 2022 didn't work out as he hoped for. I was expecting it to be a little bit of a higher number, not going to lie. But now the Cowboys, you got to ask yourself, would you have done it? Like, should the Cowboys have offered the same deal and would Dalton Schultz have taken it? Because uh, that's also an interesting way of, of looking at things. Maybe if it's $9 million, the Cowboys could have looked into keeping him, right? But you also have, but you also have the Jake Ferguson thing. You have a guy that can play, obviously. He can generate yards after the catch. You can wonder about it, like, is that going to translate when he moves into a full-time role and he becomes a starter? Because as of right now, Jake Ferguson is your starting tight end. But I think that it was maybe time for both parties to move on. Gregory says no, and yes, Dalton Schultz would have taken it. Hell no for all-in Tom Downey burner account. Since the Cowboys says those young bucks in the tight end room are hungry, they're more athletic. And that's probably what the Cowboys are betting in right now. I'm not sure if they're betting so much into the Peyton Hendershot hype. But they are 100% betting into the Jake Ferguson hype. They're buying into it 100%. But hey, Ferguson did play 37% of the offensive snaps. So it is somewhat of a question mark. I still think the Cowboys need to add somebody else to the team. And we'll see how things go for Dalton Schultz over in Houston. Uh, that team has gotten low-key better, man. I'm not saying that the Texans are going to be in the playoffs or anything like that. But they have definitely improved the circumstances for whoever the quarterback is next year. They have the number two pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. And, you know, they traded for Shaq Mason, the guard. They kept Laramie Tunsil. They signed Robert Woods. They got Noah Brown, who I know, like Noah Brown to Cowboys fans and to the Dallas Cowboys context, was not great. 
as a number three wide receiver, but for a roster as depleted as the Texans, like they're just raising the floor a little bit. You know what I mean? They're not building a championship team or anything, but like they're building the team a little bit better than you would have imagined there for, for a few months. Um, but I was surprised at the number. I think the Dalton Schultz kind of took an L there, but that's the way things go sometimes in the NFL. Let's see here. All in says, I just don't, I just don't like him with Mike McCarthy's West Coast scheme and this class. And this class, 100% has to do with the low prices in the tight end market. Like the fact that Daniel Jeremiah said the other day that he could envision 10 starters coming out of this draft class should tell you everything. Like NFL teams love this draft class when it comes to tight ends. And we know that, you know, there's been there's been a lot of noise about the Cowboys taking a tight end in the first round. Although that might seem like very soon to do it, I still mention the fact that, hey, Merrill Kuyper, Todd McShay, and even Dalton, uh, no, excuse me, Dane Brugler mocked Dalton Kincaid to Dallas coming out of Indianapolis in the combine. I'm very pissed that we didn't sign him. Dak will surely miss him, says Joe, because he was his security blanket. He was kind of Dak's, like one of Dak's best friends on offense for sure. But also, how much is that? How much of that is Dak Prescott, right? Like, how much of that will be there even without Dalton Schultz, even if Jake Ferguson is the guy running those routes or doing even a little bit more? Because I think that uh, Ferguson can become more of a vertical threat as a receiving tight end. I do think you need another tight end, though. Uh, even if you're high on Peyton Hendershot, even if you're high on him, you probably need somebody else. Let's be real. Uh, especially if you're going to play a lot of 12 personnel, etc. Uh, thank you to Toxic Fourth and Eight Checkdown. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good username. Uh, thank you, Jack. He says, keep up good, the good work, Mo. I appreciate you, sir. James says, yeah, I'm a little bit iffy about the tight end spot. I can tell you something. Like, I'm excited about Jake Ferguson. I'm just not in love with the... I feel like there's risk is what I'm trying to say. So I think that the Cowboys kind of nailed moving on from uh, Dalton Schultz. I think that it was time. And I think that now you start fresh at the position. Move on, Jake Ferguson, draft somebody. Maybe not in the first round. I have questions about that too. But right now, I would bet on offensive line and tight end as the two favorite positions for the first round, taking into account everything. Best player available, team needs, etc. Offensive line slash tight end to me are the most likely picks for the Cowboys. Uh, some more news before we get out of here. This is the last thing, I promise. Last night, we said that, hey, you know what? Maybe the Cowboys restructure Brandon Cooks' deal. It would make sense. They did it tonight. Uh, very interesting stuff. They basically put together a another contract 
This is some Stephen Beach Roseman kind, kind of stuff because they added two voidable years to the deal and everything. So now it is a two-year, $20 million contract with $12 million guaranteed, which is more or less what the contract already was. Bonus signing bonus of $8 million. That would be prorated in four years. Base salary for 2023 is $4 million, which is fully guaranteed. So they essentially took $8 million of his 2023 salary, turned it into a signing bonus. 2024 salary is $8 million. His cap number for 2023 went down to $6 million. I love this move by the Cowboys. I think that Brandon Cooks is a guy that will stick around after 2023. So it makes sense. Listen, the Cowboys traded away two day three draft picks for somebody that they were already thinking about keeping in the long term or at least more than one season long. I love that restructure, man. I love adding the voidable years, spreading out that cap hit, working with the salary cap like modern teams do. And uh, we'll see what they do with that money because whether it's going to be used for draft picks or extensions down the road, we'll see. But there are still some good free agents out there in the market that you could target at linebacker, at defensive line, at many positions. Boom. Randy Arozarena just doing his thing for Mexico. That guy is more Mexico than my more Mexican than myself. Appreciate you, Randy. Simple accounting says all in Tom. Yep. Katharina says that's good though. Yeah, I love the move. I love the move to restructure uh that Brandon Cooks' contract. And thank you to Katharina. Thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate you. Mark says, hey, then. We can trade it to Houston or Indianapolis, LOL. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I had to talk about Isaac tonight. You guys know it. I know it. And hopefully I have more content about it for you down the road. But tomorrow night, we will talk about the defensive positions and the rankings of it. Kind of get a feel for what things look like. Maybe we'll look at some of the depth charts and we'll have some fun. Mark Aaron says that, Mo, we know that you really live in Dallas. You know where I live? I live in Chihuahua, Mexico. About a three-hour drive from El Paso, Texas. <laughs> Thank you to Holly. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ines, everybody. I appreciate you tuning into the show. Uh, make sure that you tune in tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Root for Mexico versus Japan. And then tomorrow, if you want to root for the United States, it's okay. I forgive you. Uh, just know. Just know Mexico is winning the whole damn thing. Just be aware of that. I'm preparing you mentally for that. Let me talk my trash talk. Let, 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 me, let me talk my trash talk, please. Uh, I'm scared, though. Two more innings of play. We'll see how it goes. If you're watching this on replay, you will know. But right now, I don't. So I will see you tomorrow night. Isaac for Defensive Player of the Year. This is Jamir. Let's go. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Freeman Mazda brought to you ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. See you tomorrow night. Bye-bye.